Welcome to the Staff Lounge. It is April 3rd. It's 4321. We're all waiting for the blast off. It's the final countdown. Uh, <laughs> um, you're going to be hearing this possibly. It'll be posted on 4421. And... I'm just super excited. Welcome to the Staff Lounge. Like, we are in April. We've made it a year in a pandemic. And we are in the final countdown. We are. I mean, there are not that many um, weeks of school left. Yeah, what, seven or six? I think there's six? Seven? Six? Seven, I don't know. Six and a half? Something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. Dude, but we're not counting. 35 um, days. I mean, we're I not mean- I actually don't have a countdown anymore on my mm. phone. I had a countdown going, and then it just wasn't going fast enough, so I stopped for Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Let's just count how many Fridays are left. Okay. Um, this is episode two of our, or part two of our um, peaks testing slash standardized yeah. testing discussion. Um, the last episode... I was getting ready to peaks test. I peaks tested Monday and Tuesday, and oof, it was a long day. Proctoring, people don't realize how draining proctoring really is. You know, sometimes you'll hear from teachers who aren't proctoring, who have younger grades. And they're like, you guys get to test. And they make it sound like it's this benefit, like, oh, you're so lucky you get to test. We have to teach all day. Oh, man. A hundred times over, I'd rather teach. Yeah. I don't know about other people out there who have to proctor, but I would rather teach over proctoring any day. Well, let's just look at the proctoring perspective. Your kids, you have to get them testing. You have to make sure a standardized test doesn't have late kids coming into it. Right. Um, So then your worry when you're doing attendance prior to, it's always like, oh my God. What are we going to do about these two people? Where's who are, Johnny? Oh, yeah, no. that Where's are absent. Yeah, um, you're you get everybody testing, and you have but not even, no technology. You can't right. be on email. You can't be grading things. You can't respond to your principal who's texting you on your phone. Nope. You are radio silent. But you skip the whole process of getting them testing. I mean, yeah. it's... Not a process you do every day. No. Um, Kids who have um, learning disabilities or other types of disabilities have a really hard time doing it. Yeah. But we're not supposed to be touching the technology. Like, it's kind of a stressful thing just to get them logged in. Right. Well, by regulation, you are not allowed to lean over their shoulder and say, click the blue button. You're not allowed to touch the computer once they're logged into it you you know like i had a student who was supposed to arrive on friday the previous week and he came from another city he was new to my class so i waited for the math practice part because you have to plot coordinates and you have to do different things and you're changing your mouse out to other tools and i specifically waited for that preview and then he didn't show up so now it's monday he comes and logs in for the very first time in class and well monday was okay tuesday was math and he like raises his hand and i'm just so dreading it like i'm staying socially distant and and i'm like can i help you and he says i don't know how i'm supposed to plot these points and i said 
you're just going to have to read the directions. I can't help you. And mm-hmm. I just walked away because as he's asking, he's in a mask. So he's yelling it. Right. And so I'm in a mask. I'm yelling it back. And of course, now kids are looking over like, what problem is he on? You know, like everybody's yeah. listening. So it it is very stressful and it is long and you know the kids are tired and you uh, it's just it wasn't um, ideal in that my recess, my morning recess is exactly one hour from when school starts by description and detail and proctoring guideline. If you don't have an hour from when they start, you don't start it. Right. So it was like I had paper pencil. I had everything. I had the Chromebook at their seat. I had their tickets in my hand with a little sticky tape thing so I could plop it to them and they wouldn't lose it. And it was like, okay, you know, we started the directions. I had them five minutes late to recess so that when they paused, it wouldn't be a 20 minute recess. And then they would have to log back in. They could just unpause. My room was locked. Like it was it worked out, but dude, it's exhausting. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I just don't even like the whole process. It gives me the sweats. Well, <laughs> well, and then to find out, let's see, this was Peaks Testing. We have, we found out this week through our community newsletter that we have MAPS testing still. We have mandatory iReady diagnostics to do at the end because our new math curriculum next year is ready math which goes with i ready so they have to do that and i mean we're still progress monitoring kids we haven't heard anything yet but the idea that we're doing all of this like this high stakes testing now and then we're going to be doing our maps testing and then we're going to be doing this other testing it just really takes away from the teaching opportunities for these kids and i'm especially thinking of um like particularly a lot of our buildings use our resource teachers yeah. for small um, multiple grade levels and they run small groups for these kids that need that accommodation mm-hmm. and they are often used to do makeup testing. Right. Um, not every building, just what I've seen in general. But I mean, then you end up, if they're doing all of that testing, they can't run their groups and there is like our kids with their highest needs not getting their instruction. Yeah. You know, from all levels, even primary, where primary doesn't do the high stakes testing. Right. And yeah. it just, um, I just can't believe that we have to do all this testing right now when these kids haven't even had. Well, when we almost have a, a single hand number of weeks left and right. we have three sets of tests still to do, yeah. it's overwhelming. And I mean, I understand people want data, but we have to understand deeper than the surface data collection piece that you can't make next year decisions based on this year's data because the data is only accurate for like two weeks. Yeah. And they're going to make us redo data in the fall. Like, why can't we just finish out this year with some really good instruction? Absolutely. And the other part that kills me is that um, you and I, when we were teaching distance, were teaching. Our kids were learning. We were, you know, doing great quality instruction. And yes, it didn't work for everybody. But you know what? Face-to-face doesn't work for everybody, right? right? Mm -hmm. But then there's people out there that are discounting that whole semester of work. They're saying, oh, those kids missed out because that whole semester didn't count. But those are the same people pushing for testing when these kids should be getting more instruction, right? Right. 
Right. Um, and I find that to be really frustrating. Like, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. It's offensive. It's very offensive. We I worked my butt off. We killed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Literally, day and night, we were making extra communication with families. We were meeting the needs. I mean, we can go back in previous podcasts to my descriptions of four and a half hours of Zooming a day, doing instruction and getting feedback from the kids and, okay, you guys are going to stay with me because you need additional small group. Oh, you're doing great today. Go, you know, you've finished this. You can log out. We'll see you in 45 minutes or we'll see you in an hour for language arts. Like, but to hear that people are saying, hey, look at this great improvement since we've been back face to face. That is a slap in our faces. It is. And it's offensive to families because, I mean, I've already heard it from families. My kid and my family changed to meet your needs at school from the instructional point of view. And to just hear that like, hey, great job since your kid's been back is really a damage to some of these right. families. Well, and some of these families were busting their butt just as hard as we were last Absolutely. fall. Absolutely. I think some of the problem comes to the fact, though, that we know we've both been teaching for a long time. What do we have together? 42 years together? Almost 44. Almost 44. In that <clears throat> you and I and some people we know did really go out of our shells and yeah. learned how to teach in that distance formula and we worked really hard at it to get our kids engaged but we also know people who did not that just you know put up worksheets online or just did this and didn't really try to teach right over zoom and teach through distance but those are the same people that don't necessarily put forth all of their effort in face-to-face as well. Yeah. You know, um, my kids, I'm going to just say, and, and I am so proud of the group that I have legitimately, they came in with academic stamina. Like they can sit, I can work with a group. I can move to another group. I can sanitize their tables and I've got kids slid back there. I'm sanitizing and wiping and they're still reading or they're still journaling or they're still editing. And it's like, dang. Oh, just, just so you know, um, one of the things that I've had my kids do for win, usually sixth grade does fundraising and does like a community service project, right? Our legacy this year is, I had my kids read some third grade chapter books. Now, my kids are beyond third grade chapter books, but they chose the ones that they were passionate about from when they were in third grade. And they've been reading it and making an audio book. And I have more than three-fourths of my class right now as of today done recording an entire chapter book, chapter at a time, recording it for me in Canvas, I'm going to download it onto a CD and give a copy to, with the little cover that they're going to design, give a copy to the librarian and the third grade teachers. And your friend. And you. (laughs) And JC. Um, No, but I mean, their little voices, they've prepped, they've used sticky notes to put little, you know, marginal, uh, we call them metacognitive markers, like, ooh, I need to have good inflection here, or this is the creepy tunnel, I've got to start quiet. 
quiet, you know? Um, so there was a lot of work, but there's, they are so proud of it. And I, it's the first time I've ever thought about recording my kids reading. Yeah. They, I mean, periodically when it's a work time, I'll just bloop play somebody's recording and it's just crazy. Well, I mean, we've definitely learned how to um, incorporate more technology there. Yeah. How now, did we get on this tangent? I don't know, but I want to circle yeah, back yeah. because I want to I want to oh talk gosh. to you. I want you to share with us how are you prepping in a special ed situation setting for standardized well, testing? And I want to say first like kind of my feelings about standardized uh-huh. testing for students with disabilities. Yeah. So I don't, most people should know this, but some of you may not, that unless a student is deemed to be um, on an alternate assessment track, like that means they're not going to get a diploma. They are on, um, they're working towards like life standards. They are like essential standards, you know, for life skills. Right. Um, those students take an alternate assessment. Every other student who has an IEP takes the traditional standardized assessment, just like their gen ed peers. Mm-hmm. They can have some accommodations, which could be like a small group. They can have um, the non reading parts read to them. They can have help tracking things like that, <clears throat> but still they are given the grade level they're at yeah. assessment. And my feeling on that is if a student has an IEP, we for academics, especially We have already determined through one-on-one individualized testing that they are not functioning at grade level, Mm -hmm. right? So like we have standardized scores that put them at a percentile rank in all of these different areas. Mm -hmm. We know that this sixth grade student is performing at a second grade level, Mm -hmm. okay? We know that. And IEPs require all kinds of data. We are collecting data all the time. Well, they require an IEP team. Yes. There's more than just one person making this decision. Yeah. So this student has this like official data saying they can't work at their grade level. They're not being taught at grade level. We are taking them out of their gen ed class if they're a resource or they're in a special class like mine and they're not being taught at their grade level. Mm -hmm. And then we give them a test that is on grade level work. So, for example, the group that I work with, I have eight students in my math group, which is a lot for a small group, self-contained math group, okay? Um, My other students leave and go to other rooms because they're higher function, able to do maybe grade level or grade level below math. Right. My eight kids are working out of um, Saxon Math second grade. Mm -hmm. Saxon Math is the math curriculum that we use in our program. My students are in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. So second grade math, they have made so much progress on that second grade math. Like they are doing stuff that they were not able to do in the fall for sure. We're writing numbers in expanded form. We're multiplying. They're adding and subtracting with regrouping. They weren't able to do these skills, right? Word problems all the time, but they've made so much growth there, but that's not going to be shown on the sixth grade peaks. That sixth grade peaks test is going to freak them out. I'm going to have major behaviors. We're going to have tears. They are just going to start clicking. Mm-hmm. It is not going to show anything. Yeah. Um, they're going to come up as being far below proficient. Which we know. Which we already know. already in a replacement we curriculum. We already know that. And I just, I just think it's so cruel. They, it is. I, 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 I knew this. But I never really thought about it on the level of like, why are they not being assessed 
where their instructional yeah. level is. Like, these kids, if they were given a third, my sixth graders who have been working at a second or third grade level, that would at least let us know, like, at the level that they're being taught at, how are they doing? Right. You know, um, I it just... I just think it's so mean. They're going to, they've been been working on their self-esteem, talking about all they've learned, but they're going to get this test with decimals. Uh, Worse than that. Oh, I know. But even there, it's going to be, they're going to be asked to multiply fractions and find area and perimeter and all of these things. And that's the low end of that. Right. That they haven't seen yet. Uh And it's just so mean. And the data just tells their parents like, oh, your kid's in the red. You knew that, but here's another slap in the face. Right. You know, I really um, wish that we could give them something at their level. And it just... Is there something that could be done? I mean, not as far as I know, there hmm. isn't. Um, because parent, even, like, iReady is going to test them. It's it, st- it'll show where they've grown. It does. It shows where they've grown. But even those that, like, adjust, like, maps still right. goes at them. Like, hey, you're a sixth grader. Yeah. These first four problems are going to make you cry and throw right. a fit. Yeah. Let's see if you can get past those and then do some that, you know, you know, mm-hmm. um, I just hate it. Parents can opt out. Yeah. But that isn't really publicized a lot. Right. And I don't think I'm supposed to go out there and be like, hey, parents, this test is just going to make your child cry. And have fits. And, and have fits. Yeah. Um, you can just write me an email and say you don't want them to take it. You know, like, I right. don't think that's something that I'm supposed to be doing. Right. But but by law, they have... Even, they have even the right. Even gen ed Everyone have the right. Yeah, they to... all have the right. And what is the consequence to doing that? Is there a consequence? I don't know. I do believe... I was reading something that if, like, a certain percentage of your school building opts out, something can happen because mm. of that. So, like, that child isn't going to get have a consequence. But yeah. as a building... Right. Right. You know, I'm not sure what happens. Huh. And I'm sure, I mean, it probably still skews the data. Yeah. Um, you know, and I understand we need to report that we have these students that are not proficient, but we already know that. Yeah, right. Well, and I especially mean, in buildings, because my building is the same way, buildings that have special programs in them. We already know we have two life skills classes. Right. We know you have multiple special classes within your building. Mm-hmm. It's just always broken my heart. I mean, you just see these kids who have been feeling like they're making progress all year and their parents are so happy. And then they just get this big red splash of data and it just breaks their heart. Yeah. Um, even last year I had a parent who was like, her map scores went down. I just, what do we do? How can we bring her map scores up? And it was so, I mean, I explained to them, like, it doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, this red score and this red score that was 15 points higher, that doesn't mean anything for her. Look at all this growth that I can show you. And there is a discrepancy. I know. Yeah, it's like five five points on either side. So so prep-wise, I mean, like, I am actually pretty stressed about it. Testing has always stressed me out. If we have time, I'm going to tell everybody why. Yeah. But um, I have four different groups just in my class. And a student who opted out. So I need to figure okay. out, first of all, how I'm going to cover that student. Yeah. Um, my fifth graders are in a group. I have a one-on-one. And my fourth graders are in a group. And my sixth graders are in a group. Gotcha. Um, if I could break up my sixth grade group, I would. But there just aren't enough of us. Yeah. So that means me and all of my TAs have to proctor. At, are you doing it at the same time? We're all doing it at the same time. Um, and the difficulty is 
depending on the grade level, it has different, the proctoring directions are different. Well, that's why we're each proctoring. Like, yeah. They went through and they had to do the PowerPoint and sign yeah. over their lives yeah. on the yeah. test agreement. Um, I am a little worried that I won't be there because right. there are going to be issues. Yeah. You know, what many of your TAs have probably proctored. They before. have, but what are we going to do when I'm thinking in one of my grade level groups, I have two who are probably going to blow. Yeah. And there's only one adult in there. Right. And there's going to be four other kids testing. You know, like I'm worried about that. Um, oftentimes in the sped groups for these kinds of things, the kids can be done in like 15 minutes. Yeah. And for then, real. and then they're supposed to sit quietly until the rest, until the time. rest of the group is done. <laughs> Whereas you're going to have another student who's just sitting there and you have to be like, come on, you need to answer the question, yeah. you know? And so, um, I'm a bit worried about that. So how we're going to prep is just a lot of like self-esteem boosting, but also like, it's okay if you don't know. Yeah. Um, strategies yeah, for lots moving of strategies on. Strategies for being on. able to move past things. Yeah. I already know who is going to have the first breakdown and like, I'm going to have to have something in place for like, oh, you answered a question. Here's a token. You get your break when your your tokens are done. Yeah. Because um, I have to be able to reinforce that. Yeah, way. absolutely. So it's a lot of different thinking, prepping huh. for it. I'm gonna have to think about each kid individually yeah. and what I'm gonna do. Well, if you need stickers or if you need prep, you let me know. I will. You know, I mean, I'm willing to help. And we are gonna look at the practice test this week and look at the tools. I'm not. Do necess- you test next the following week? I test the following week. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's just because of um, probably bandwidth is my guess. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. And Chrome carts, but we have our own Chromebooks, so. Oh, but still, yeah. it's one more bandwidth. week of getting ready is fine. <clears throat> I'm sure. You know, and I'm waiting to see if another parent opts out. Please. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, can I tell my story about testing? Yes, absolutely. I think I've told you this. So um, as a resource teacher at a previous building, um, I would run small groups and do testing, but they always finished in the morning. And yeah. so in the afternoons, we were often used as like the bathroom break giver and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And that was when it was still in a book. Right. right? And right. those did take all day. Yeah, they right? did. And it was my first year in this building and I was asked to go cover a room mm-hmm. while she went. To- and so I go in this room, it was a fourth grade room, and I'm walking around the room and the kids are working quietly. And... um I am noticing as I'm walking around, because she says, oh, they're, they're all working on finishing their last few problems. Okay. And I go around, and some of these books have things circled in pencil around the numbers, you know, like number 25, and number the 25 <gasps> is circled. And yeah, you just keep waiting. I have heard this And then um, a little boy raises his hand, and I go up, and he said, I need, I need help on this problem. And I said, just do your best. That's all you can do. You know, whatever we yeah, were supposed yeah, to say. Yeah. And he goes, she told me, it, she's like, she told me it was wrong and I have to fix it. I don't know what to do. And it was circled in pencil. And then I'm like, okay, just do your best. And my heart starts, like, I start like, sweating. Like, oh my God, illegal, illegal. Yeah, my heart starts beating and I'm sweating and feeling that, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting sick. You know, when yeah. you're just like, oh. Uh. And I, so then I walk and look a little closer. I mean, this was before it was, like, so, yeah. like, adamant, right? Yeah, because you're not, you are not supposed to even look at their test. No, no, this was before that. And I think this is why. And so then I'm walking and I'm looking at the like six kids that are still testing. They all have things circled in pencil. Shoot. And so I'm like, okay, okay, freaking out. But she comes back and she's like, thanks. I'm like, okay, you're welcome. And so I have to decide what to do. Yeah. 
so I told my other resource teacher and she's like, oh, you got to go tell the principal. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, oh my, my God, like freaking out, right? Yeah, because now she's also going to know it's you. <laughs> uh-huh. And this girl, she was not yeah. super nice. Yeah. And so I go to the office and I'm telling my principal and I'm like freaking out. And she's like, are you sure? Are you sure? It ended up being a huge thing. It is. I know. Uh, every, all of those tests were invalidated. A team came in and interviewed all the children. The tests were all taken. Uh, that teacher lost their certificate. Uh-huh. Uh, so now, like, that <sighs> thing freaked me out. Yeah. And I still, every time it's testing season, I kind of just, I'm like, okay, oh my gosh. Because it was a huge deal, and I couldn't believe that someone was cheating. Yeah. She was circling so not only did she look and maybe see what the problems were about, she was checking their answers. Oh, my she God. She was going around and circling the problems that were incorrect. Yeah. Ew, so yeah, bad. She told me I had to go back and look at this one, and I don't know what to do. What? Yeah. I mean, that Ew. was... People... That was like 13 years all ago All we now. want is people to do their jobs. I know. Do your job. That's all we need. But these tests get people to the point where, I mean, some states, you remember, were giving yeah. bonuses. Yeah. Oh, your we kid. Did, we were given yeah. your bonuses kids, at one your point. Your kids do well. Here's a bonus. Well, I yeah. mean, teachers are not super well paid. No. That if you have any, like. Unethical. Thank you. I'm yeah. like, you know, if you're like that, it'd be easy to sway someone to be like, okay. Ugh. Oh. And then the next year, I remember it was brought up and people. Um, we're like, well, with all these, we're looking at data yeah. and all of these kids have voided tests yeah. and there isn't data and it came up again. Uh, yeah. It's just not good. But when it comes to special ed students, mm -hmm. I just think, why? Why are we doing this to these poor kids? Um, why do their parents sometimes buy into the hype that it's a big deal? Yeah. You know, I know, and they should know based on their formal evaluation where they're at. And this right. test is not going to show what they've learned this year because we're not multiplying fractions. It's a standardized test. You're not finding the area of a no, net. No, but they're, look at all the growth that they have made. Yeah, right. You know, like, yeah. it just, I want them to be able to take something that actually gives data that shows what they know. Yeah. That test is not going to show what they know because they're not going to know any of it. Yeah. And it bums me out. That is, that is unfortunate. They, and it's not fair. They should have the ability to show what they know, just like everyone else. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So I almost well, feel like a torturer doing it. Yeah. Not well, that some of my kids can't do it. Some of mine are going to do okay on Right. It. Well, and I'm excited for next week. Because next week, we're going to hear how your week of proctor, or, you know, your prep. week of practice and prep is going. Because then you'll be testing the next week. Mm -hmm. And we'll be having a totally different conversation next week. Yeah, I think next week we should talk about good things that are going on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. Let's look Stuff's to picking up. the future. Okay, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> um, guys, thank you for joining us this weekend. Yep, it was good talking to you. Have a great restful week.